This is the Unstoppable Podcast, where we are dedicated to bringing you comprehensive insight into the ways and purposes of God. We hope this podcast will encourage, equip, and empower you with meaningful insight from the Word of God to receive His promises and live a life without limits. As you realize your potential, you will join a dynamic group of passionate people who are actively bringing the unstoppable power of heaven into the darkest places on earth. Here is your host, Justin Self. I am excited to continue our series on hearing God's voice. You may remember for the first one, we talked about face-to-face, an 18-day journey of hearing God's voice as his friend. I am holding in my hand my very first published book. It's on Amazon. I have a Kindle version and uh, and a paperback version. You can check it out. Probably the fastest and best way to get, look at it is go to our website, unstoppableblog.com. Go to the books and resources tab, and then you'll I have an Amazon link. We are offering a special. Um, if you are already a Patreon supporter, uh, you'll, you've already got an email from me, but uh, I am uh, sending you a book, a signed copy of the book, um, just to say thank you for financially supporting us and, and supporting us also in prayer. And we're so grateful and thankful for you. Um, now, if you want to become a Patreon subscriber, this is a great time because if you sign up at the $10 a month or greater, um, I will send you a copy of the book and I will sign it as well. So as a way to welcome you to the Patreon family. And I wrote that book as a devotional, you know, just to kind of be a quick daily devotional where, you know, I don't have, I kept the word count pretty low for the, for each day with the intention that people could, you know, you could use it as your daily devotional in the morning. You could really kind of have one thought that's going to kind of carry you throughout the day, something to think about for that day. And there are some scripture references as well for you to read. And this book is really, really cool. This number one, this is my first book that I've published. Yay. Those of you who've been listening, you know, that this has always been a dream of my heart for many, many, many years. But it's interesting that this is the first book because I've got I've actually got five or six uh, manuscripts uh, on deck right now for books. But this one, for some reason, this is the one that kind of ended up coming to the forefront. And it's really because the Lord, I, be, I believe the Lord really wants to to really help his children, you know, help the body of Christ um, understand the importance of hearing his voice. I mean, in these last days, I mean, we absolutely believe, believe Jesus is coming back soon. And if you're, if you're, if your head's not in the sand right now, you can tell, man, things are just getting crazier and crazier out there. And, you know, these are all prophesied of in the scriptures. You know, the Bible talks about every single one of these things that we see on the news happening. I mean, I'm talking word for word, just, you know, certain things happening before Jesus comes back. And it's just really interesting to watch what's happening on the news, you know, and seeing what, what was prophesied about. Um, so we know Jesus is coming back soon and that's awesome. And we're very excited, of course, but in the meantime, we have got to learn how to navigate this thing by by having a close and intimate relationship with the Lord. You know, I mentioned on last episode that Jesus defines eternal life in John 17, three. And he says, and this is eternal life that they, he's talking about us, people who are born again, that they may know you, the only true God and Jesus Christ, whom you have sent. You see, eternal life isn't, getting born again and then being forgiven of your sins and going to heaven forever. That's not, I mean, that is eternal life and that's great, but that's not actually the definition of eternal life. See, Jesus doesn't say eternal life begins when you die and you live in heaven forever. In fact, that's, (laughs) that's not scriptural at all. You know, what's scriptural is that Jesus says eternal life is knowing God. So when you accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and savior, 
and you begin this beautiful relationship with God, yes, you have received salvation. You've received the full package. Your sins are forgiven. Your, your spirit has been born again and you are a new creature in Christ. Oh my goodness. There's, we could talk for days about that. Oh, it's so wonderful that your spirit is born again and that you are a new creature in Christ. There's no more condemnation for you. You are born again. Uh, praise God. You are out of the dominion of Satan. You're out of the darkness. I mean, before you were born again, you were in the, the dominion of the devil. The Bible says that, you know, you were a children of, of, of Satan, a child of Satan. Oh my gosh, that's just crazy. But we're now been transferred into the kingdom of the son of God and into this beautiful life. So there's so much that has to do with eternal life. But what I want to point out today is eternal life really has to do with knowing God, right? Knowing him, knowing Jesus, a personal, intimate relationship with him. And part of that, of course, is hearing his voice, right? How, how well are you going to get along with your spouse or your boyfriend or girlfriend or, you know, a significant other or your friend or something if you don't listen, if you can't hear their voice? I mean, is that going to work? You know, how long is that going to work? When, you know, a lot of people, when they, they, they say they have a good relationship with God, but you look at their prayer life and their prayer life is, just, and I don't mean to, I'm not, please forgive me. I don't mean to be rude. I'm just saying, you know, the, their prayer life is just all about them. It's all about their needs. Oh God, give me this, give me that, give me this, give me that. And then maybe once in a while they'll throw in a little, oh, bless so-and-so, you know, amen. Well, okay, that's nice. But what about listening to him? Is it just a one-way conversation with God? Prayer is totally not meant to be a one-way conversation. It's meant to be a two-way conversation, right? I mean, how, how, how many of you would, would be my friend if we started, you know, we started hanging out and, and all I did was tell you my problems. That's it, right? I didn't listen. To, I mean, when you started to speak, I would just cut you off and just start with something else and tell you the, the latest thing. I would, you know, tell you the latest thing I'm, I'm stressed about or the latest thing that I need or whatever I've got going on in my life. And then when you open your mouth to say something, I cut you off again and I say, okay. And then finally I just say, okay, well, I got to go. Thanks for listening. Bye. You know, I mean, I know that's an extreme example, but we don't want our prayers to be like that. How many of us want our relationship with God to be like that? And honestly, how do you think God feels? He, he's, he's got feelings, you know, I'm not trying to make you feel bad for him. I'm not, we don't need to feel bad for God or anything but he's a person. He has feelings, you know, he, he desires relationship with us. I mean, how would you feel? You know, you know, I'm, I'm trying to make a point that he, hearing God is important. It's not just important for our own lives and our own direction. Like I talked about on the last podcast about me and Jenny, you know, receiving direction and encouragement and things, but it's so that we can actually cultivate a real relationship with the person of God. He's an absolutely wonderful person. I promise you that. And he wants to have a relationship with us and he wants a two-way conversation with us. The verse that we've been using for this is Exodus chapter 33 and verse 11. And the Bible says, and the Lord spoke unto Moses face to face as a man speaks unto his friend. And he turned again into the camp, but his servant Joshua, the son of Nun, a young man, departed not out of the tabernacle. That's why I've named this book Face to Face, an 18-day journey of hearing God's voice as his friend. Because God wants to be our friend. I know that sounds simple, but he really does. You know, he wants to spend time with us. And I told you a story last on the last podcast about how I, you know, how I told the Lord I, I was excited to spend time with him, you know. Made a made an appointment on my phone and everything, you know. I'm gonna spend time with God, you know, from you know, six to seven or whatever it was. And I just remember him speaking to my heart and saying, Justin, I'm excited for that time too. Like, I'm really looking forward to spending that time with you. 
And it, and it shocked me to hear that. It really blew me away to hear him say that. Because, you know, we think of him as never needing anything and all this, but God really does want a relationship with us. And that, that's scriptural, you know, uh, knowing God as his friend and, you know, how, how he would walk in the garden with Adam and Eve in the cool of the day. He wanted a relationship with his people in the beginning. And he still wants that now. And so the point with this is I want to teach how we can hear God's voice. And so the first thing I want to talk about today is that it takes faith to hear God's voice. It takes faith to hear God's voice. So again, we've talked about how uh, God is always speaking to us. He is, he wants to speak to us. So how do we do it? How do we tune in our ears to hear his voice, right? We talked about how it doesn't just come automatically to come to pass. You know, you don't just, can't just sit around and do nothing and expect to hear his voice in a vibrant way. It's just like, I can't expect to have a relationship with my wife if I don't put any energy into it. Sure, we're going to be married because of covenant, right? We've made a promise to one another, but it's going to be kind of lame if I don't spend the time with her, if I don't ask her questions and wait and I don't listen to her response and give her the respect and honor of listening to her response. And honestly, for those guys out there that have wives, you know what I'm talking about, man. You got to train your ears to hear what your wives are saying. Am I right? I mean, I understand English pretty well, you know, not perfectly. <laughs> I feel like I understand the language a little bit, you know, and she's, I know she's speaking English sometimes, but man, I am not hearing what she's saying sometimes. I and mean, she's speaking English and she's right there in front of me and man, my eyes are looking at her eyes and I'm doing everything I can, but sometimes it just goes over my head and I have no idea what she just said. I have to train my ears to listen to what my wife is saying sometimes because she is speaking Although it's English, it sounds like another language sometimes. I don't understand what she's saying. You know, for instance, here's an example. You know, she'll, she'll be talking about work or something and, you know, all these situations that she's navigating. And of course, my instant reaction is to fix it. I'm an engineer, right? I want to optimize it. And so she starts telling me about this, that, and the other. And my first thought is, oh, yeah, that's your problem. You're not, you know, your, your scheduling system sucks or, you know, whatever it is. And so then I interject with my, with my advice, with my unsolicited advice that she never asked for right? <laughs> and my wisdom that I think is just going to blow her mind and it's just going to save her, save her stress. And it's just going to save her all these problems. And here I am with the answer. And so I say, honey, well, why don't you just do this or this or this? And then I get my head bitten off. Excuse me. I'm just saying in a nice way, she's very kind and she's respectful. I'm not trying to say anything bad about my wife, <laughs> but she was not expecting that. And that's not what she wanted. So she was not actually communicating her, her situations to me for me to fix them. She was communicating her situations to me so that I could listen, all right? And so that was kind of a tangent. But what I'm trying to say with all that is how important is it for me as a husband to tune my ears to my wife's needs and to cultivate our relationship? And I mean, I've got to put effort into our relationship. Otherwise, it's not going to be good. You know what I'm saying? Wives, same thing. You, gotta, you guys need a lot more grace with your husbands because we are very difficult to deal with. I understand that. I'm getting to understand that. <laughs> so thank you. But it takes faith to hear God's voice. What I'm saying here is that it's going to take effort on our part. And if we want to see our relationship with God and our conversation with him improve and the relationship go to a new level, we have to put effort into it. All right, check this out. So I'm going to read out of 1 Kings chapter 19. If you have your Bibles, I hope you have your Bible. If not, if you're driving, I understand, you know, listen along, read it later. Maybe listen to this again later and, and take some notes. But this is out of 1 Kings chapter 19, and I'm going to read verses 11 and 12. The entire section is uh, verses 9 through 13, and it's really good, but I'm just going to read the verses 11 and 12. 
And I hope uh, you understand by now everything we everything we do here on the podcast, all of the the stuff we put out, um, the blogs and everything. We want to make sure everything is grounded in Scripture. The Word of God is absolutely. 100% inspired of God. It's God breathed and we believe the Bible and we don't believe it's outdated. We don't believe we have to change it, man. We just believe God knows what he's doing and we can learn from this. So check this out. This is an amazing story of Elijah, the prophet. And Elijah had actually gone on the run from, from Jezebel. Um, she scared him <laughs> with, with a servant, with a note, you know, she, she said, Hey, if, you know, I'm going to kill you, you know, and, you know, if she was going to kill him, she could have killed him, right? She could have sent sent soldiers and lopped off his head, but she sent a messenger with a note? What does that tell you? She's just trying to intimidate him. She's trying to scare him. I don't know why she didn't kill him right then and there. I really don't. That would have been more efficient, but she tried to scare him. So anyways, he gets he gets totally thrown off by this note. He he flees to the mountain. He basically runs all the way to to this mountain, and it was Mount Sinai. And he hides in this cave, right? And so Elijah's feeling sorry for himself and he's in this cave. And he's talking to the Lord. And in 1 Kings chapter 19 and verses 11 and 12, we have the Lord speaking to him. And so the Bible says, and he, this is God, and he said to Elijah, go out and stand on the mountain before the Lord. And behold, the Lord passed by and a great and strong wind rent the mountains and broke in pieces the rocks before the Lord. My goodness, could you imagine being there that day? <laughs> wind rent the mountains and broken pieces the rocks before the Lord, but the Lord was not in the wind. And after the wind, an earthquake, but the Lord was not in the earthquake. And after the earthquake, a fire, but the Lord was not in the fire. And after the fire, a sound of gentle stillness and a still small voice. And that's when Elijah wrapped his face in his mantle and he walked outside and he spoke with the Lord face to face. I want you to notice about this that, I mean, a lot of us expect to just be going around our, our daily lives. And if God's going to speak to us, he'll, he'll do something big, you know, like right here, he'll, he'll break the rocks in pieces. He'll, he'll have an earthquake. He'll send a fire, you know, he'll write your name in the sky, you know, have a dog come up and speak to you. Well, notice that in this passage, it says the Lord was not in all of those things. But after all that stuff came, there was a sound of gentle stillness and a still small voice. So Elijah had to actually train his ears to discern God's voice, right? Notice that Elijah didn't go outside when he heard the rocks and he heard the wind and he heard these things. He knew the voice of God by this point. He recognized the voice of God. Elijah waited until he heard the still small voice that he knew so well before stepping out to speak to the Lord. Now, I want to share with you some words in the Hebrew text. So, we're talking about the still small voice of the Lord. You may have heard that before. People quote that, the still small voice of the Lord. The word still in the original Hebrew text is the word demama, demama, which means a whisper, a calm, a stillness, or a silence. Okay, that's the word still. The word small is the Hebrew word dak. I might not be, I'm sure I'm slaughtering this. Dach, maybe that's it but it describes something so small that it appears that it's been beaten into fine dust. Okay, that's the word small. So we have still, which means a calm, a whisper, a stillness, or a silence. And then the word small, which describes something that literally, the word in the Hebrew describes something that's been beaten into a fine powder. And then the word for voice, I'm not even gonna pronounce it, <laughs> literally means a noise, a thundering, or a voice. So when you combine these three words together into the phrase that we see in the English, still small voice, we can find that the voice of God to Elijah was a calm whisper, and it was almost like as fine and as delicate as sand. 
so quiet that it could be easily missed. Isn't that beautiful? It's almost like you can just see this word picture of these of this these words of God kind of floating in in the quiet, smooth, still. You know, but but his voice is in it. So while there's silence and while there's quietness, his voice actually is impregnated into those things. I think that's amazing because honestly, if it was me, if I was God, I would always do the booming thing, right? I wouldn't make any, there would be no question in my mind or, you know, in the person's mind that God was speaking to them. I would just boom, you know, I'd, I'd blow something up or I'd write their name in the heavens, you know what I mean? Or I'd have letters falling out of the sky or something saying, thus saith the Lord, you know, go do this, like, stop asking me, you know, go for it, you know, or whatever. I mean, I would make it very clear, but I want you to notice that that's not how God does things, is it? You know, yeah, he did speak through a donkey once to Balaam. In the Bible, there is a story about God speaking through a donkey, but God's nature, it seems, is to do things in an unconventional way. Recall how Jesus was born. God didn't send his son into the world with great fanfare, with horns blowing, you know, for everybody on earth to see. He sent Jesus, the virgin birth, through a no-named little girl, probably in her young teenage years, and Joseph. And I mean, these guys were nobodies pretty much. You know, the whole they weren't, they weren't born to a king or a royal family or anything. In Bethlehem? In a cave? Not a stable, a cave. If you want to learn more about that, I suggest you check out Rick Renner's uh, YouTube series uh, called Christmas, The Rest of the Story. This is I'm throwing this in here because we're recording, you know, close to Christmas time. And my wife and I, are watch, we watch these episodes every year. We love them. Okay. I just, I have to mention them. Christmas, the rest of the story by Rick Renner. He explains all the historical context behind the manger and the swaddling clothes and the sheep and just the whole Christmas story. And it's, it's a total, uh, if you've never, if you, if you've always thought that, you know, Christmas happened the way that it looks on a greeting card, you know, this will blow your mind to see how things actually happen. But Jesus Christ was actually born in a cave and he was wrapped in swaddling clothes and he was laid into a feeding trough, right? A manger. But notice how God does things. God brought his son into the world in a very quiet and subtle and lowly way. You know, he didn't, you know, Jesus wasn't born in the Caesar's household and decrees went out, you know, from the king telling everybody what was going on. I mean, he was born in a very quiet way. And so I want to point that out that, this does seem to be God's nature to do things that require faith. It requires faith to hear from God. That's the first thing I want you to notice about this, about hearing God's voice. It does require faith to hear his voice. And so my question to you is, are you missing God's voice? Are you missing it? Because you, you're expecting and you're waiting around for him to speak in some spectacular way, but you're missing it because you're not listening for that still small voice. Well, there's no shame and condemnation in this, but I want to encourage you to think about it a little bit. Are you waiting to say, oh, I've heard from God until you've heard him with your actual ears, your physical ears? Well, yeah, God does speak to, you know, audibly. That does happen. But I'm going to teach you how, how we can listen to him through our spirits, which is his primary way of speaking to us. He doesn't primarily speak to his children these days through an audible voice. Why? Because the Holy Spirit has taken up residence in our spirits. When we're born again, the Holy Spirit comes and takes up residence in our spirit. So we actually have the voice of God on the inside. I'm skipping ahead here, but this is, this is one of the secrets to this thing. Hearing God's voice is learning how to listen to the Holy Spirit who is inside your own spirit. And we're going to talk about that in future episodes. But I want to ask you, have you, can you think of a time where you may have heard God speak but you didn't know that it was him, right? You didn't peg him or label it as him because it was so still and small? You know, for instance, have you ever had a situation where you go and you do something and 
later, you know, it doesn't turn out well or something and, you know, there's a problem. And you look back and you say, man, I just knew that I should have done this or that other thing. I just knew it, you know, in your spirit. You just kind of had this inner feeling where you should have done something different. Well, I'm here to tell you that if you're a Christian and you're born again, that was probably God speaking to you, you know, teaching you. The Holy Spirit was leading you and guiding you in this particular situation. And you didn't, you know, you didn't identify that as the voice of the Lord. And so you just went ahead with this plan the way that you thought it would work out. It doesn't work out later. And you're like, "Ah, I knew I should have done this other thing. That is actually one of the ways that God can speak to us. And we can cultivate our ears to listen to that still small voice. Honestly, that was how a lot of this thing happened with Jenny and I moving down here to California. I was, we were driving in the car and I just had this impression on the inside of me. I was like, and it just had had not gone away for years. It was this impression on the inside of me, this yearning desire on the inside of me to do something with my life, you know, to, and, and really it had to do with school. And I didn't really, I didn't understand it. It wasn't in my head because school was never emphasized growing up. Um, I'm a first generation, you know, college student and it just wasn't emphasized. My, my, my folks never spoke against it, but it just wasn't the traditional, you know, family home that says, Hey, you know, after high school, you're going to go to college and that's what you're going to do. And this is how we're going to, you know, everything's all set up. I didn't have that. And so I had no concept of college. I had no, nobody I knew had actually <laughs> gone to school. And so that wasn't even in the forefront of my mind, but deep in my spirit, I just had this weird, unexplainable desire to, to go to school for engineering and specifically aerospace engineering. And so Jenny and I are on this drive and we're, we're coming back from Montana, you know, long drive. And I just was talking to her. I was like, you know, what? I, I don't really have a lot of regrets in life, but I said, I do regret or I have remorse over not going to school for engineering. I said, I don't know why, but I just have had this thing in me. And I just, I have always known that I just should go or, or do something. And I said, I don't know what that is. I just, you know, but whatever. <laughs> I totally dismissed it, you know? And she looks at me And she said, well, maybe God put that in you for a reason. And I I know that sounds simple, but in that moment, I I had a realization. I actually had that thought where I'm like, well, wait a minute. Maybe it's not just me saying these things in my heart, right? Maybe it's not just me making this up. Maybe that could potentially actually be God speaking to me. I didn't know how to hear the voice of God nearly what I do now. And praise God in 10, you know, five, 10 years, I'm going to know a lot more than I know now. Back then, I just, I didn't know, but I had that seed was sown. Maybe this could be God. And so I started praying about it and, you know, I prayed about it for six weeks. I don't know what I was doing. We prayed for six weeks about it. And that's when, you know, we started getting into these confirmations where God would just speak things to us. And and he really took us through school of hearing his voice in those early years, you know, of just, we think we hear something, we, we check it out. We check it out with scripture. We're, we're, we're praying, we're spending time with him and he would confirm things to us. I mean, I'm talking hundreds and hundreds and hundreds. I'm not exaggerating. I've got journals full of these stories of just, you know, him confirming his word to us. So what I'm trying to say here is that it takes faith. I could have easily dismissed that and said, well, you know, that's just something from me, right? That's just a a thought from me or whatever, some silly dream from a kid. No, that was God speaking to me. And it was in line with a lot of other things he was doing in my life. And it's definitely in line with, with scripture. He's not going to ever ask me to do something outside scripture. And so I checked it out and sure enough, I was like, this is God speaking to me. And so it really set our lives down a completely different course, but it was because we, I chose 
to listen to that still small voice and not just write it off, but listen to it and check it out with scripture. I'm not saying that you you listen to every single voice that comes into your head or your heart or anything. I'm not saying that you listen to every voice and just obey it. That's a recipe for absolute disaster. You check it out with the word of God. You pray, you spend time with the Lord. You, you know, you seek, if you need to, you seek uh, advice from people that you trust, some, some believers, people who have been walking through this, people who you, you believe, you know, can hear the voice of God and have a proven track record. Of, of following the Lord through thick and thin. We did all these things. We reached out to mentors and spiritual leaders, you know, and people. And, and but ultimately, you know, the word of God led us through these things. You know, God spoke to us through his word. And so what I want to say is that don't discount those things. You, you got to realize it is going to require faith to believe God. If it doesn't require faith, it's probably not God. I'm going to say that again. If it doesn't require faith, it's probably not God. How can I say that? The Bible says that without faith, it's impossible to please him. God is a God of faith. Everything we do and we relate to God is through faith. We can't see him, right? Most of the time we can't hear him, but we believe. And it pleases God when we operate in faith. And so I'm here to tell you that when we listen to, listen to the voice of the Lord, the first thing I want you to understand is that it takes faith to hear his voice. And so that means that you're gonna have to probably uh, set some quiet time aside to listen to what he's saying to you. And, and you're going to have to take those things before him. And if he has a dream that he's put into your heart, or if there's something going on, I encourage you to spend some time with him, write it down, right? Journal your experiences out and, you know, see what he's saying. But I want you to understand it's going to take faith to believe his voice. If you, if you have to step out in faith a little bit and go beyond your, your five physical senses, probably is a good indication that it's the Lord. Okay. If it didn't take faith, like it, if he were to write our name in the sky and do all those types of things, that wouldn't require any faith on our part. And the Bible says that faith pleases God. So I think this is exciting. I, you know, to me, it's exciting because it, it tells me that there's something that I can actually do to tune my ears to the voice of God. I think that's exciting. You know, if it was just a, a static situation where, okay, well, you know, person A gets a, a double portion and that person can hear from God. Well, person B, well, sorry, you're out of luck. You know, you can't hear from God. It's like, it's a natural thing that you, you, you either have or you don't have. Well, thank God it's not like that. I'm, I'm encouraged that, that I can, that we can learn to hear the voice of God. And so if, if what I'm saying today is, is pricking your heart, you know, and, and causing you to think, well, my gosh, I haven't done anything. Hey, this is good. <laughs> this is awesome. There's something you can do to change. You can change something right now and start hearing the voice of God when you, when you make an attitude shift. And you can start listening. You can start, you know, asking him to speak to you and listening with your heart. And we're going to get into some of these more practical tips in future episodes. But today, I want you to understand it takes faith to hear God's voice. You can hear God's voice. We'll see you on the next episode. Thank you for listening to the Unstoppable Podcast. For more resources, including previous episodes, blogs, and free downloadable content, visit us at unstoppableblog.net. You can also find us on Facebook at Unstoppable Blog. We hope this podcast has encouraged, equipped, and empowered you with meaningful insight from the Word of God to receive His promises and live a life without limits.